together different passed across her face. Pure, childlike joy. My sister and I immediately caught it. None of our friends had done this. We guessed no one in our extended family had ever thought to do it. Our parents were always a little ahead of their time, taking us to experience Asian food in our small Tennessee town, inviting a white college student to live with our family for a semester, enrolling us in geeky academic competitions. But this latest plan was in a different league. Disney World had come to the East Coast, and our parents had saved up enough money to take us there during the first summer it was open. We were going to the Magic Kingdom, the wonderful world of Disney, just like on television. It was 1972. I was 12 and my sister 7. The Disney budget wasn't expansive enough for flying, so we piled into the camper and drove to Orlando, Florida, from our small town south of Knoxville. The trip would take somewhere around nine hours, enough time for us to at least ask 900 times, are we there yet? We counted Volkswagen Beetles, and my parents listened to Al Green and James Brown. Rest stops, palm trees, gas stations, restaurants, a state that was home to ferocious alligators. If I hadn't known better, I might have begun to believe that the road trip was even better than Disney itself. But of course, I knew better. Disney was a magical place a place where dreams came true and everyone became a child again. We had visited amusement parks, but Disney was billed as the ultimate, and it fast became the focal point of all our dreams. Weeks before the trip, my sister and I started planning what we would do once we got there. She imagined being greeted at the gate by Mickey and Donald and having them all to ourselves. I tried to convince her that it wouldn't be just like the television show, but we still stayed up the whole night before we left with visions of what it would be like. The road trip to Orlando might be exciting, but our dream of Disney was sublime. All wonder and amazement. Once we began seeing signs for Orlando and Kissimmee, we knew we were getting close. Finally, we pulled into the park. I remember a huge sign with Mickey's picture welcoming us to Walt Disney World, home of the Magic Kingdom. Quite simply, we were overwhelmed. This was it. My sister and I raced from the camper to the shuttle to the gate. Then I realized none of what we were about to do was free. Dad had to buy tickets, and at that time, the tickets alone cost him about half of his paycheck. But he didn't balk. He paid the price of admission and let us in. We had now officially arrived. Disney World was magnificent, but not exactly what we had imagined. Mickey and Minnie were not standing at the gate to greet us. They didn't go on any rides with us. And as I recall, it cost money to have lunch with them. You could see them, but you had to go look for them. The rides were a thrill, just as the commercials on television had advertised. But the lines were long and the sun withering. From the winding river on the jungle cruise to the cool shadows of the Swiss family treehouse, we thoroughly enjoyed the adventure. But bottom line, while Disney was exhilarating, it took some work to get out of it what we had expected. Frustration in the place of our dreams. Looking back on my experience in the Magic Kingdom, I can't help but draw some parallels with the kingdom of God. Like my dad did for us at Disney, Jesus paid the price for us to get in the gate. Once we accept what Jesus did and choose to enter a relationship or friendship with God, we arrive having access to experiences of fulfillment we only dreamed were possible. The catch is that what we yearn for in life 
usually doesn't come as quickly, as easily, or packaged as the commercials at church might cause us to believe. And that is where frustration, disappointment, and disillusionment can set in. We become confused about how to live and what to expect from life. Constantly striving to get to the place of our dreams, we fail to recognize the truth. We are already there. Are you seeing long lines at some of the rides you want to take in life? Is the heat of some of your circumstances draining your joy? Do you feel as if you're still waiting for the life you desire to begin? A few years ago, around New Year's, I was wrestling with these issues when I finally hit a wall. I'd been asking God to take me to the next level in certain areas of my life. But my expectations always seemed to go unmet. Why hadn't I experienced the changes I desired? Why did I feel so stuck? Why wasn't I living the life I really wanted? I had